But right now, I think it's gone up. Mm. It's gone past that it's, level it's, it's now. Social media, really. I mean, in three weeks, I mean, portable just blew out of nowhere, and boy, you know what's going on? A Range Rover, benefactors, uh, people shattered the girls, different <laughs> baby mama, <laughs> threatening to collect people's girlfriend the way he they collected his own girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like my good, I like you. Know, and you feel like you feel like. Are you serious? In, yeah, yeah. Because normally, before you be able to get those kind of kind news, of, that kind of, right? You have to wait till attention. 9 p.m. at night, yes, or wait till the next morning when the newspaper yes. print company yeah. will act yes, to bring to. it to your face. Yeah, right yeah. now, it's right here. You see, it's a different era. You guys, you what guys were the real OGs, honestly. But it's it's, it's also very um, interesting that we are able to witness mm, the two faces. Two faces. Yeah. Uh, which which again, I also think that our generation sits our generation sits on, on a place both in entertainment and in politics where we are a little bit as millennials a little bit shocked. We are military babies and we are democratic babies and so we are not too sure where we belong. So we've experienced military for most of our growing up and by the time we became aware of how we should be appointing and electing leaders we're mm. probably hustling to get out of school mm. hustling to survive hustling to get job yeah. and now that we are now aware the political process has been perfected by the politicians such that we are trying to play catch up we're trying to get to that point where how yeah. do we hold them accountable, accountable. how yeah. do we call our reps to find out that what is your opinion on this particular subject yeah. you know things yeah. that matter to us mm-hmm. and so you know we're still trying to find that fit. the politicians they have gone far they've gone far far, far. and it's insane because sometimes when you talk about them a whole lot of people don't actually know that many of these guys are way learned sorry have we started yes ah for real (laughs) (laughs) Ah, okay that's it we're rolling already (laughs) many of them are well learned they've been out there they went to ivy league schools Mm, they mm. and you you now be wondering that how can you have this kind of profile Mm. and your home is like this Mm. and you don't give a crap you don't you don't care Mm. Mm. i I think you know i guess it's multifactorial so it's the idea that um, a lot of nigerians really don't feel like they can change things and um that's one two is that i think we have all been raised to have this pathologic or abnormal amount of respect for constituted authority whether it's our parents you know like for instance growing up in at some phase i really could not speak in front of my father unless i was asked a question many of us yes you know i mean you yeah, what, what do you want to say as a matter of fact <laughs> i remember that if he parks his car Mm. And we are outside. Everybody will run inside. Because, uh, that is, oh, that they that must it. not meet you outside. They must not meet you outside. <laughs> they, for us, he must, must not have met you watching television. Hmm. As in, before he gets back, eh? tell you what. <laughs> so as soon as the show was on, I did not hear ping ping. He has a particular method of running. Right? <laughs> 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 so, uh, you will just, well, your mind will just cut. You die just so. Mm. So if he has your time, you you know, touch the television, top of the television to see if it was on. If he doesn't have your time, you just go into his room. You know. So yeah. So so that's what it is. So a lot of us have grown up with that. You know, thinking that you really cannot challenge authority, and mm. it really is. I think the paradigm is shifting because of course I interact with, interact with a lot of parents and a lot of you know woke parents. Yeah, yeah. I know people use the term woke, and in some spheres it's not a good uh, yes. term. That's uh, over wokeness. Stay woke. Stay, <laughs> stay woke. So some parents are now allowing their children to really express themselves, such that 
if the parent is doing something that um the child feels they need to challenge they allow the child to challenge them yes. you know to say that ah, yes. mommy i don't like this so this is what i think it should be <clears throat> and somehow i think at the end of the day, societies are really better off for it you mm. know so that such that um people who think that they are untouchable are really not and you know how to hold authority to account right? yeah. but it, it, when we look at this whole scenario and nigeria right it's it's spread out too much it's so deep that you cannot there's no specific way to fix it mm. right because number one tribalism mm. right is my yoruba friend mm, my yoruba is friend. my Igbo brother mm. right mm. even when you know that this person is supposed to be accountable for this mm, for this right they will put that one instead well, mm. Baba, because <clears throat> i had a situation where somebody stole studio equipment mm. the policeman that came was telling my friend that he stole mm. his equipment that the boy is from the same village are you serious as himself as himself <laughs> so you should think of i was it's it's too yeah. it's too deep doctor as, i don't in, like to in, 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 in the words of uh Odogu, if you know them if you, if you know get money you they cop you know get money you they call police me i they laugh you gone mm. <laughs> as in that's that's, that's a it. deep one yeah so that, that's just it so funny enough this whole village thing if the guy had had enough money to actually pay the policeman what the policeman would have been asking for you'd have been sorted you go forget say in the same village <laughs> you know even if, if, <laughs> if they don't say nine brothers say you know go even look in face uh, so you know so somehow you know the society really does have a long way to go and mm. we 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 get there someday someday before uh, the lord comes back <laughs> i hope <laughs> there is this um growing up right there is this way that we see doctors ah. right <laughs> like doctors me, are like angels let me wear my glasses <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so silly. Oh my god! There's you know what because most parents, mm. right, growing up, it's it's always between three professions. Mm. We want you to be a medical doctor, a trap, a lawyer, mm. or an engineer. Mm. That is what most parents want mm. for their kids, right? Mm. So if you go out of the norm, maybe okay, I want to be a pilot. They will say, ah, that one is hard, but you mm, can't. You can't. Few, it's, it's respectable. But nobody ever thought that mm. you can encourage your kids to be TikTokers or YouTubers and YouTubers. Couple right. of years ago, right? No, no, right? No. But but in, in this new age, mm. right? Look at the way you're dressed <laughs> as a doctor. Nobody, you even, know, <laughs> <laughs> like. You're like if, if they see me on the road, regular like, dude, like they see me upcoming. Yes, you're like, uh, uh, is this the doctor? But but there are so many guys out there now that are changing the narrative. That okay, mm. because of this profession, I don't have to be mm. be be Respected. in that box of yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, I totally agree with you. So yes, I think medicine is a very respectable profession all over the world, and it is still so okay. in Nigeria. It, it's just that um, you know, then Nigeria was a place where all you needed to have was a decent job and you would earn a living wage. Yeah. And so the doctor, you know, because he was, um, you know, you know, um, in charge of um, making sure that people survived, making sure that people lived. He was viewed you know as a respectable person but now the paradigm is shifting such that now what people are earning in terms of uh, money even for the doctor self because they're struggling to survive yeah so yeah. what defines respectability these days is shifting towards now get money mm. now get money so not as if doctors are not respected those are yeah. still respected That's but yeah. people that are respected more are 
politicians fraudsters exactly as a matter of fact you do know that you know in some societies they encourage but only two of them are they are linked then they follow their safe so so you know um so so that that really is it so the paradigm is shifting some people still respect doctors but you know i i mean i just wish you know the respectability also came with a little bit of the financial you know well-being that you know doctors should be getting but that aside everybody in nigeria is suffering so forget the whole doctor which is why doctors are moving out of nigeria in droves the figures i heard last week crazy i actually wanted to ask about that that what do you think is happening because Ah. the level at which not only doctors, the level at which professionals are jackmining. Mm. <laughs> That's it, an English word now. Yeah, <laughs> you need to add it to the dictionary. The level at which professionals are jackmining in Nigeria mm. is alarming. It, it is. It is alarming. And, it, and I think it's really, that is the new pandemic in Nigeria. Because before you know what's going on, you see, it doesn't, it won't show now. It's in 10 years time, you know, when our children are here and then we're looking for specialists. Okay, I need a pediatric endocrinologist and there mm. simply isn't any around. Or I need, um, you know, a specialist, you know, gallbladder specialist. And you simply mm. cannot find one. And then you mm. wonder, ah, where did they all go to? Mm. So unless something really changes now, then I think we'll have a crisis on our hands. The idea of, um, you know... Um, Parents wanting their children to be doctors, lawyers, or engineers. That was what everybody wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Now, people look at me and say, ah, this one a doctor. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> this, one, this one cannot treat me. <laughs> My dear, I can treat you. I'm a consultant pediatrician. <laughs> so, so, you know, but what I found was that the, the profession demands a lot of you. Mm human life is essential human life is important and it doesn't matter whether the life is one hour old whether it is hundred there is a dignity to the human being simply because the human being is a human being you don't have to be rich you don't have to be poor nothing and that dignity dictates the ethics of our practice such that we are told that for you to get the privilege and we consider it the privilege to treat people Mm. for you to get the privilege of treating another human being you have to have proven yourself that you have the knowledge, you have the skills, and you have the right mindset to actually do that. And so medical professionals and medical bodies actually make sure that their physicians are practicing medicine in line with the ethics of the profession so that the generality of society is protected. And so, you know, going through that process is not easy. They make sure that you are sent through the fire to come out as refined silver. As a student, you would leave, you would have lectures from 8 till 5. You come back by 8, and then you will stay till 12 midnight. So that you could see patients, you could assist the doctors. Yeah. And when you do graduate, that continues. And then when you now go to specialist training, which I did, you know, at Luth as a pediatrician, yeah. that continues. So some days I wouldn't sleep for 48 hours because I'd be on call for 48 hours, you wow. know. So you do work and then you continue the following day, you know, up until night, the following yeah. day. And the work doesn't end at 4 o'clock. The work ends when the work ends, yes. when the patient is okay. So, you know, all of that can take a toll on one's mental health, you yeah. know, because there actually is a lot of bullying in, in, in the medical circles. Yeah. And so, because it was just the way they were My taught. My wife is a professional <coughs> medical person too. She's a medical practitioner and mm. she's been practicing for over 10 years, mm. um, although in America. Mm. So I know, sometimes I know how those things it's crazy. sell on. Uh, it's, it's sometimes it's crazy. It's really, really, sometimes for days she might, she, she just have this, this mood swing that yeah. 
tell me about it. I mean, yeah. and, and of course, you know, you think that you are immune to the idea that so you've seen a patient die and you think you are getting along with it, but you're not really getting along with it. You're actually being affected. Mm. So what I now told myself was that, see, mm, at the end of the day, if all you have is medicine and, you know, the occasional misery that will come with it, but that is just one aspect of your life. For crying out loud, you have a body, you have a mind, you have talents, you have things that you're interested in, such as fashion. As I have to time, I to time my to represent, to represent, to ref. Because there are so many other aspects of you that really will give you so much more expression and fulfillment than mm. just practicing so, medicine. Yeah. Which is why you know I had to look for those outlets, and so they include things like fashion, they include music, mm. you know they include you know the comedy that i do on my page mm-hmm. you know and i really have found you know fulfillment and i found that you know there are ways in which you can actually meet you know your goals and fulfill your destiny and just become a whole a whole human being rather mm-hmm. than just focusing on your profession your profession will take you only so far but what i think will take you the long mile is your talent mm-hmm. and, and most of us don't actually even bother exploiting that your mm-hmm. profession will take you only so far but it's your talent that really will get you the, the then distance. again if you now have a talent that you're able to turn to a profession hmm you are you are you are i jack wow i jack wow wow honestly so i mean like if i have you know if if really for instance an example of even though my voice is okay but mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm not planning a career in music anytime soon but if you know i say okay my talent was music and i went into music and i found out that okay i was actually doing well getting good airtime you're mm-hmm. getting good airplay all of that <laughs> Man, I'll start to tail off the medicine. <laughs> small, small. And, you know, go and do things. Because at the end of the Shout day... Shout out to Dr. Seed. <laughs> is this still a doctor? <laughs> now when I see doctor... <laughs> so, so, truth of the matter is that... So, so, because at the end of the day, eh, what we're all looking for in this life is financial freedom. And mm. our professions help you to get there. But do they help you to get to the place where you can say that, you know what? I want to kick my feet up and I want to do what I want to do. Most people are in their professions because if they don't go to that nine to five every day, yeah. they will not eat, they will not send their school to children to school. Yeah. You know, and so what everybody is looking for is, you know, that kind of financial freedom that's a good opportunity to say that look, you know what? I enjoy my profession, but I feel like at this point in time, I want to change and I want to go to Le Cordon Bleu in Paris to learn how to cook. Yeah. And that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. And mm. you can just make that pivot very easily. And so that's what financial freedom does for you. And most of us, what, what societies do is that they create professions to help society to move forward, not necessarily to make you as an individual wealthy. Mm. Professions mm. are taught to make sure that society moves forward. Medicine to keep the society healthy, engineering to make sure that infrastructure is available, mm. architecture to make sure that houses are built. Yeah. Some people Probably. are good enough to actually make, entre- make, make become entrepreneurs in those spheres and become wealthy, mm. but professions are really to better the lot of society rather mm. than to make the individual wealthy. So if you're looking mm. to create wealth for yourself, my dear, think of your talents, think of the things that you can do to actually make yourself uh, how, how much um, impact do you think doing a nine to five job every day and neglecting the talent how much impact do you think it has on your health mm, man see eh, if you ignore something for long enough eh, it will actually go away so mm. i mean for those who are for those who um you know who are familiar with the bible or who go to church you know mm. plenty of you don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> the the idea is that um <clears throat> 
for the man hmm, that had one talent, I went to go and bury it inside the ground. Mm. They, I mean, he was, it was taken away from him and it was that. given. Yeah, it was given to the other person, you know, who had plenty of talents. I went to go and look for that's more. That's the Bible. Yeah, that's the Bible story. story yes. yes, that's the Bible story. <laughs> so, you know, another is that if you suppress your talents for long enough, it really go will away. go away. It really will go away. For instance, I could really draw as a child, but I haven't drawn in, you know, in, in the number of years. Yes. And right now, when I put a pencil to a paper, <laughs> You know, it's not yes, it's not it's not good. Mm. It, 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 so so <clears throat> talent will go away if you ignore it for long enough. But um so the idea is that if you ignore your talents or if you neglect your talents, if you at the initial stage, if you pay attention to it and you feel like I need to develop this and you don't, it will bother you initially. But all it takes eh, is for them to land you house rents. And for mm. them to land you school fees, yeah, <laughs> my yeah. dear, you will forget the talent and you will face what you are facing yeah. and to, and, and it kind of dies. And I think that you somehow it makes you less of a whole person. person yes. yes, you might, you know, get on fine and get mm. on fine. Mm. But think about what would have happened if you had pursued the talent mm. and you had made it great in that talent. You'll mm. be doing what you enjoy. enjoy. And you're you getting paid money. for what for doing what yeah. you enjoy, not yeah. like the nine to five. That's for you to get out of bed and you try to think about a Monday morning. Yeah, you're like ah, yes, it's, it's actually really tough, and it's tough for being a Nigerian. Mm. Mm. You get even out there, it's tough going in the morning. But as a Nigerian, it's, it's tough. particularly it's hard. Particularly, mm. Yeah. Mm. there are people that wake up as early as four a.m. You know, to leave their house to get to their workplace, they'll get there maybe six thirty seven. That's like three hours on the road. <laughs> they sit in front of this cubicle and type, 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 type for hours. <clears throat> and in the evening, six o'clock, they leave another three hours to get home. Hmm. Bro, hmm. if you hmm. do so that, hours, mm. if you you're already spending close to six hours, six on, hours the on the road, road every alone. day, mm. right? Mm. How you cannot do that mm. for? A long period of time and not break down. Not break There's down. no way. Even mm. the men, the mental mm. state is going to be fucked up. Yes, it's going to be totally. Which which is why you know, which is why we need um comedians. Which is why we, why we need <laughs> comedians <laughs> in our lives because yeah, something to just ease. Something the to just ease the stress. Something to just ease the stress. So, I mean, initially, which is what happened to me. So initially, I started off talking about um you know children's health issues because there was yeah. a lawyer that asked me that ah, doctor, I'm explicitly receding my baby. Maybe I can give water. Like water care. You're not giving fufu to the baby. <laughs> you know, so the I was like, you know what? If a lawyer doesn't know this, then who knows it? it? So I now started putting my, my post out on Instagram. They were just like me talking initially, yeah. but I now so that actually got me to using Instagram in the first place. And then I was going through Instagram, saw comedians, and I was like, this is really good. So if I could pass my message across in this kind of way, yeah. that people would pay more attention. Yeah, I stumbled on your page a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I don't know what I was looking for, <laughs> and I was like, uh, it was the accent that got me. I was like, wait, <laughs> this is not American. <laughs> is it British? No. <laughs> so, fortunately, when Sheila and I were talking, it was not like, do you know what I said? Yes, 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 I've seen him, I've seen him, but I would love to talk to that guy because he has his content filled. He's <laughs> my Duke of Surulere character. So there he is. <laughs> Duke so, of Surulere. Duke of Surulere. So, so, um, so I started it. So what happened actually was that, um, you know, I was the very conservative doctor, but I watched a program. I watched, you know, Oye Mike used to, Oye Mike, that's Michael Abiso, he used yeah, to yeah. actually, you know, um, put out um, inspirational, um, you know, posts at one point. Yeah. And what he was, what he said is like, see, 
whether you do good or you do bad in 100 years time time you know when you are dead and gone it won't matter, matter. <clears throat> you're in the ground yeah. so all this talk about oh is he going oh what did he do and what people what people are going to say yeah you'll be dead and so will they and mm. none of you will matter anymore at that point in time so mm. if you keep on restraining yourself and holding yourself back because of what people will say or your fears then you will die having lived a life unfulfilled and having had a story in you that nobody ever got to hear mm. so I, thought, I i said to myself and, and and quite frankly there are quite a lot of people you know online who, necess- who don't necessarily have you know terribly important things to say they are fun things but they're not terribly important but i had something important to, to say, say and i wanted to have fun with ma- it, have fun with <laughs> it and, and make people hear what i was saying yeah. and so i just thought about it that i've got to be more noisy than i am right now so mm-hmm. that's i was like you know what the noisy niger pediatrician yeah. you know so we mike shout yeah, out to Mike for <laughs> <laughs> the noisy niger pediatrician mm-hmm. so i know he might make quite, quite a lot of noise that inspired me to actually become that noise I, I, one thing i've also noticed that the fear of that transition mm. is part of what keeps people um it makes people lose the dream mm. because sometimes they'll tell you for them to actually pay attention to that talent they have to leave mm. this 95 mm. like they cannot be doing this and face that and in the process of let me see let me see if i can juggle both the together both, both they end mm. up losing it. Mm. it it's really crazy and i really don't advocate for anybody to necessarily leave, leave their job and five. Five. if you don't have like a trust that. fund somewhere mm. <laughs> like waiting for you especially in nigeria especially in nigeria you, you don't have a sugar anything whether it's a mommy or a daddy just <laughs> 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 like have a sugar something <laughs> if not <laughs> i'll food the bills yeah. i'll food the bills because yeah. if you leave your nine to five and you know and you want to be struggling from scratch for mm. you know to develop your talent you no know, try try and do the two at the same time time yeah until you yeah. think you have enough savings yes to actually make the pivot yeah what i think people should do and i've done it too in the past is you see that's night to five mm. after that's five in the evening hours mm. right you can if it is one hour two hours just spend on your craft mm, on your you craft know? yeah mm. put something out there don't even expect any results just mm. face but mm. once you are sta- once you mm. start to see the traction mm. from what you're putting out then you can now Pay more attention to it, but to it. just don't let it go. And because there's mm. so many, especially Nigerians, I don't know mm. what's in our DNA, mm. right? But it's very hard to see a Nigerian that does not have any talent. <laughs> very unusual, right? It maybe it's because of the level mm. of poverty mm. in the country. Mm. But mm. if you put ten Nigerian kids down now, down. right, you'll be amazed what eight of them can do. Yeah. I, I totally agree and um what we find is that so i mean shout out to parents out there mm. you know or everybody who's taking care of children because i mean some people will say that ah, hmm, that uh jobless dr rena this one that i'm talking is your own no? because mm. that's one hour that you think you will find when you get back home again we've talked about how you will spend three hours on the road getting back and some people yeah, coming yeah, around you know yeah 11 p.m mm-hmm. you know depending on if trailer fall on the road or not depending on if trailer fall on the road or not or two trailer jam their safe on the road you know mm-hmm. so when they get home the last thing on their mind is to develop their talents they just want to and, and when they get home unfortunately the responsibilities of you know the presence of the children especially yeah. for women who are working, working and who still yeah. have to cook, cook who still have to take care of the children take mm. care of the home deal with their in-laws <laughs> so you deal know, with neighbor deal with neighbor deal with pastor <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot it's, it's a, a lot. lot yeah so i do so believe do you have the time yeah so so here's what it is i i believe that um there, there are these uh, motivational speakers and and there's there are these methods of improving yourself that tell you that you know if you actually work on your craft for 20 minutes in a day, day. every day mm. 
take 20 minutes and, and i don't think 20 minutes is too long some of us go into the toilet and spend 30 minutes 40 yeah. minutes <laughs> pressing on <laughs> pressing instagram in the toilet they say you should not be carrying your phone inside toilet again no i can't reach it on your phone no <laughs> <laughs> so um so so the idea is that if you give yourself 20 minutes every day to just deal with that's your craft you actually find out that at the end of the year think about 20 minutes times 365 that's a yeah. significant number of hours yes and again there's no investment in yourself that is instantaneous even your yeah, boys will tell you <laughs> that you know they spend hours and hours you know yes. on their laptops they, they, you they know put hours so, in it uh, they put hours, so you want yeah. to put that time in and then when you know that you are proficient then you can demand value Very for great. yes exactly you know for the for your um, experience yeah wow so that's it awesome so being <clears throat> i mean i have one personal question that okay I ask. <laughs> ladies mm. right um is, is it normal when we as guys are sucking breast mm-hmm. and the lady has never had a child before and we can still feel some, some milk, liquid, liquid, milk, milky liquid coming come out. into our mouth. <laughs> Very interesting. I know my followers will be like, eh, Dr. Rena is talking about bread. <laughs> 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 but you see, it's normal. So so what, here's what happens. Um, w- All you need mm, for milk to come out of a breast mm, is stimulation of the nipple. And once you do that, and it can be stimulated with anything, you know, it's your fingers, your mouth, and then there's the potential that milk can come out. However, it's not... Um, because there's something that we call um, wet nurses. So what happens for some people is that if a mother cannot breastfeed their baby, either because they don't want to or you know they have a medical condition that has not as if women that have hiv cannot breastfeed they can breastfeed but some of them have just decided, just decided that you know what i don't want to breastfeed mm-hmm. there's the option of giving the baby to what we call a wet nurse so this is someone who is not pregnant who hasn't given birth recently but once she puts the baby to that breast the milk just starts to come Whoa. yes as a matter of fact and that's normal and that's normal as wow. a matter of fact some women can actually give their babies to their mothers or their grandmothers to actually breastfeed Breastfeed. if they are not available for some reason or the other and you think you do need to give you know breast milk to that child so 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 you know it it does exist so if you and breast milk is extremely nutritious so if you are sucking and then you taste something thank her is it it is is it nutritious for us as adults too? Like any milk is, men? any milk is nutritious <laughs> for you. <laughs> but 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 again, you know, you you do have to be um, you know cautious about you know you know sex and you know sexual mm. encounters because transmission of you know diseases and infections can happen. So for instance, hepatitis B can be transmitted through body fluids, including breast milk, including you know semen, vaginal secretions. So yeah, yeah. So be really careful if you are going to be doing that. You know, so. What does it taste like? Uh, I don't have the experience. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just um, asking on behalf of it. On behalf of the guys that said asking, could it be more so? Because the the normal Nigerian average guy will tell you, ah. To be more in your mission, no, 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 they don't, no. They don't even have to have. Although, if, 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 if that is the case, the, the lady, if she hasn't given birth before, she does need to see a gynecologist to just explain to them and so that they can measure the a, a hormone that we call prolactin. Because for some ladies, if they have a high level of prolactin, it can actually mm. lead to infertility later in life, and so mm. they should just have it measured just so that their mind is down. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's your take on what's your experience about the COVID thing? Mm. COVID nineteen has changed our lives forever. You being a doctor, I hate COVID nineteen. 
honestly because um COVID-19, i mean funny enough um the announcement of the arrival of COVID 19 in nigeria was on my birthday Wow. February 27th, 2020. He actually came for you. Came for, <laughs> came for me, oh, but God passed. <laughs> and I caught COVID actually early 2021 when I went to go and do NIN registration. I knew the place was a bit crowded, oh. you know. So I, I believe that because it, it like about a week after, you know, I started having funny symptoms. But COVID 19, I know there are lots of conspiracy theories around COVID 19. I say, mm-hmm. oh, you know, was it manufactured in a lab? Was it? Yeah. See, so here's what it is even if it was manufactured in a fire. Mm. it's here with us and we have to deal with it so mm. all that is water under the bridge and if you've ever caught covid19 then you know it's really not something that you want to get so um all the measures that we've spoken about you know so things like hand washing wearing face masks which has become the norm you know for a lot of us you know get your vaccine yeah just follow all those rules and do them what i found then is that in nigeria that face of course if you wear face masks inside public transport in nigeria people look at you like ah but but for some reasons i think there are um clinical trials and evidence that shows mm. that the face mask especially this regular mm. one that we regular use, one that we use it mm. doesn't do shit uh, so <laughs> so it's better than not wearing anything and the problem okay. is that those ones that actually prevent viral particles from getting in are very expensive yes and they're the, a bit uncomfortable, N9, the n95 the n95 and yeah. a bit uncomfortable to wear for a long time you know so uh, at least this one is better than uh, <laughs> not all at all <laughs> there's actually wish. a doctor on, on mm. youtube Mm. that did an experiment that was blowing a vape through that video and you see everything coming out like <laughs> they tell you he said the covid 19 virus itself mm. is millions of times smaller than what this vape is 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 so how are you telling me this is mm. protecting the virus you see regardless regardless <laughs> let me do let me do the Let's one that <laughs> even though even though let me do the one that i know mm. you know so 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 that's it um and i know that uh for instance covid19 has been a very inconvenient thing for me in terms of travel yeah so there was a friend of mine who was supposed to have traveled to australia on his way the, i mean the agent had booked a flight from for him you know but the agent didn't realize that airlines coming from nigeria cannot stop over at singapore at the moment but it was at mm it was at Monetary international that he actually realized that you know so unfortunately he couldn't fly that day you know so the appointment he had to meet up with in australia he couldn't meet up with it you know wow. so so if you don't know those nuances you will yeah. just enter gown a lot of people that have been turned back at the airport because simply they didn't have you know the documentation for a particular country that they were just they were not flying to that country they were just mm. transiting through mm. the country mm-hmm. but because they didn't have certain requirements that that country requested for yeah. them to stop, stop over, over. Yeah, they can they could not fly, and this is money that they've paid for the flights, you know, possible loss of income, you know, if they yeah. don't meet up with the appointments that they yeah. are going for. Yeah. On the good side of things, COVID 19 has made us realize that oh, need that little be shade, do more. Mm. You can actually work remotely because yeah. a lot of us eventually had to work remotely. I know a lot of people had a lot of babies, you know, during lockdown. <laughs> 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 the after side of babies, COVID, <laughs> COVID babies were just everywhere. So you know, pandemic babies, you know, came along. Hey, but this, this, there's this, um, there's this um, gist that I read mm. um, about vaccines and kids, especially this COVID nineteen vaccines and kids. Mm. Um, do you have any insight about it? 
Um, I know that um, there are certain of the, 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 the vaccines are approved for children from five years and above. Um, and I'm really not sure of which of the vaccines are approved for children from five years and above. But um, I don't have any, I mean, I think it's valuable for children to actually receive the vaccine. Because even though children don't have severe disease, they can transmit it really easily to themselves. Because mm-hmm. um, a lot of times, I ask the mothers that come and complain to me that, ah, Dr. Rena, this baby has been having cough and kata every two weeks. I was like, see, as long as your child is in school, mm-hmm. what happens is that when they get to school, they will lick each other's spoon. They will lick each other's fist. Yeah. And they will share things with they themselves. themselves. And so yeah. they get themselves infected really easily. Mm-hmm. And so if it's coronavirus that they are going to transmit to mm-hmm. themselves, then mm-hmm. they'll do that really easily. So giving them the vaccine will actually prevent that, you know, transmission from happening. And it will ultimately prevent adults, you know, in the home yeah. from getting the um, virus. But is it, Dr. Ayo, mm. is it normal for we to get the vaccine first dose mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and after it we are some people still catch the virus after it right yes then we get second dose and some people still catch it after it and now they are telling us to get a booster right this is like three phases this is strange there's something they are not telling us that me i don't know but is it that those things are not giving them the result they wanted man so for instance in the flu season in the u.s they have to get the um vaccine, flu vaccine. yes every year yeah every year so during flu season because you know people can actually catch flu really easily during flu season which i think is about now you know winter people are yeah. you know choked up indoors they actually do have to get boosters every year for the flu vaccine and the flu virus and the coronavirus are you know similar they are, they are quite related yeah now because these vaccines have been newly produced and we really don't know um even though they tell us that oh these are the figures you need to observe people over time to find out how well the vaccine is working so that's why so the fact that i think the research was not uh, the research was the time was too short was too short so the time mm. so, so so some research some results for particular research is time based yes. so that if you give the person a vaccine now mm, and you measure because what we produce our, our bodies produce in response to a an, a vaccine is what we call antibodies yes so if you give somebody an injection now within the next two weeks you will measure the amount of antibodies you don't know what it's going to be mm-hmm. after one month yeah. so you have to wait for that one month to measure the number of antibodies, antibodies that, that they have up, yeah. If you compare the two weeks antibodies to the one month antibodies and you find out that it is increasing, <clears throat> you are happy because you know that ah, that means that the immune system, this this um, vaccine is making the immune system to produce antibodies to fight off the, vac- the um, virus. virus. <clears throat> but if you now measure it six months down the line, you find out that ah, this immune, this uh, antibody level has now started to go down. No, mm. At that point in time, they will now say that see, these antibody levels, they have come down to such a level that we don't think that your immunity is, you, that the, an, the amount of antibodies you have in your body can, can fight off this virus, virus if yes. you get it effectively. Mm-hmm. That is why we now say you need to get the booster the booster or another shot and the same principle applies really with childhood immunization such that sometimes antibodies wane over time and then you now need to readminister the vaccine so that the boosters come up and that really is what the science is you know the idea mm-hmm. that sometimes and for some vaccines you know all you need is just one shot <clears throat> so for instance the measles vaccine you know all we give here in nigeria is one, one shot, shot and yeah. that's lifelong protection but that simply is because of the nature of the virus and the nature of the vaccine but this coronavirus is still new to a lot of people so for some of us yeah. 
I, still, I, I think till mm. now they still don't understand fully understand it fully. I totally agree yeah. with you. It's still not fully understood. As a matter of fact, you know, one might even say that it is poorly understood in some aspects, yeah. you know, <clears throat> of susceptibility, who can get severe disease, who won't, you know. So uh, those but, but if we look at the projection when the whole pandemic started, mm. um, what they were looking um that we're going to get in Africa it was way worse than what hmm. we got. Like the, the as a matter of fact, me I was in America, right? Hmm. When it started, I wasn't even praying for my country. Hmm. I was praying for Nigeria hmm. because America is my country. America is my country. Nigeria is my home. Don't so, leave me. I was praying for Nigeria mm. because I felt like, how do we want to handle mm. this? If a whole America can be trembling was like this, what do you actually think worked? Because, see, I think we are even less than 1% of mm. what they projected. Mm, 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 mm. What do you think worked? Man, uh, it's yes, predictions were dire. The predictions were scary when we heard this. As a matter of fact, I, I, you know, some people had said that the streets of Africa will be littered with, with dead bodies. Yeah. But thank God, prophets and prophetesses <laughs> of doom were put to shame. Mommy Jills, <laughs> please, I'm not there. <laughs> you want to chop air fire? This <laughs> As in, I was so I like I was like I, I shared I've shared your sentiments because I was mm. like whoa this is going to be really bad. People were asking me that ah doctor Rena should I bring my baby for immunization? Immunization, call call there's corona in town. You can postpone the immunization. No. Mm. Ah, you want to come and catch this that is killing people left right center. Yeah. So you know it really was that scary. Now what do I think helped us? Quite frankly, I don't know, mm. but I have um theories and i might be i might be wrong they're just i mean theories are just okay what you think might have helped yeah. us i think um one we don't travel that much people a lot of people have said that if you think we, we, we do in comparison first of all uh, and ijgb is this is no shade at you <laughs> <laughs> but what we gathered was that it was people that had just come in they were bringing it from the uk from the, the us, US that actually brought coronavirus yeah. exactly before 30 december <clears throat> into Nigeria were the ones that brought the virus in. Majority mm. of Nigerians don't really do that much traveling as compared to people in the West who they are always in the Far East, yeah. they're in China, they're China they're Cambodia, then Kazakhstan. So that mobility made them bring the virus in in large quantities. Two, <clears throat> we have a very large youth population. So Coronavirus, severe coronavirus disease is actually found mainly in elderly people, mm. diabetics, hypertensives, mm. you know. And the populations in the West, they have quite a lot of old people, quite a lot of elderly people, people 65 and above. But yeah. here, yeah. life expectancy, <coughs> if you as a man, you live up to 55 years, just knee down and thank your God. Because life expectancy in Nigeria for men really is more than 55 years. For women, it's a bit higher, maybe like, I, I might be wrong, but it's maybe like 57 or so, but it's not very different. For real? Yeah, so life expectancy is so poor in this in, in Nigeria. Ah, so you know, so our youth population is really large, and the elderly, yeah, because you know, yes. mm, we people, people are not surviving to into was, old age. Yeah, Doctor, somebody was to- talking to me yesterday. We were actually talking about the podcast, and it was going through some certain demography to me, and it was like, do you know that? I think it was sixty-three or seventy-three percent hmm. of the population 
in, I think it was 63. He said 63% of the population is actually under 19. Hmm. Wow. Are you serious? That large? La- no, he said that For large. Real? He said they are under 19. Me, I didn't know that. He said <clears throat> under 19 years old. And the person that was telling me is... Is a don is interesting in, 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 in one of the dem- demographics. Yeah. So, so if that's the majority of the population, if a nineteen-year-old gets so that could be COVID, very, very good. It would just be like Qatar. Uh-huh. Yeah, as a matter of fact, you give it to somebody else, uh-huh, and they and they move on. So you know, so that also helped us. Then the third thing, uh, and, and people have disputed that, and I don't think it's correct to say this is our weather, but I don't, mm, really, no, I don't no, really think no. so. I, 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 I don't buy the weather. I don't, thing I don't really buy the weather thing. Another thing I bought was the fact that. Um, we live in a malarian prone environment mm. and many of us there is natural <laughs> antibodies <laughs> to malaria <laughs> so, so, so some people actually did um you know give that um, possibility that theory that um you know because um malaria gives you some degree of immunity or protection for some diseases yeah. you know i mean apart from malaria mm-hmm. you know that perhaps you know that immunity against malaria um can actually help with um fighting off coronavirus yeah. I, I mean not just malaria so i believe that you know our environment unfortunately doesn't afford us the sanitary opportunity to you know to, to be to be clean essentially and so most of us have drank gutter water whether we like it virus or not one way or the other yeah, we live in virus <laughs> <laughs> somehow somehow see the, that body that you think is very very sanitary yeah. one fly aspects on it that has yeah. gone to dance inside the gutter and you're beating yeah. that body but how come our body get used to those things and uh, because see okay, the, maybe the, that's the reason why we're having 55 years of life expect- at the end of so the that's day. part of the reason funny enough mm. so the, the the amazing thing about the human body is that most of us that have diseases will fight them off and they will go away by themselves especially infectious diseases our bodies know how to repair themselves it is when the body has failed to be able to repair itself that we now have to seek help of things like doctors and stuff but if, for a lot of people let's not imagine that oh the only reason or the major reason why people are dying so early is simply because of things like you know infectious diseases malaria mm. things like hypertension diabetes Please. stroke kidney disease they mm. are really on the rise the problem mm. is that one we're not keeping very good records to say that these are the figures because one people are not reporting to the hospital two when they report to the hospital they might not make the diagnosis before they die mm. or three if they make the diagnosis there is no central database where these records are entered to say that 850 people had chronic kidney disease this month and so if there are no records then you can't plan healthcare to say that look these are the 850 people that have it we might have much more than this because they're not coming to the hospital mm. what campaigns can we put in place to make sure that we are looking for these people and we are finding them and treating them because mm. healthcare is not cheap healthcare requires money you must advocate to see that this is the reason why because if this one person dies look at how much money he was making for the country by via gdp in a year he was mm. making about 20 million naira for the country in a year if he dies i tell you that we are going to lose that amount of money now think about 40 people that were making 20 million for the for the country in a year and they die 10 years before mm. they really should have died if mm. you don't present arguments to politicians and policy makers by way of money is it time here like yeah, this as they drink the, out. as they drink the phew it has mm. gone out so somehow i think we're not really doing that you know as a society okay so let me ask something so the fact that a 19 year old will will eat without any underlying condition mm. will simply dust out the virus like it's nothing mm. Right? Yes. Why do our kids need vaccine? Okay. So so the children need the vaccine um to protect uh the 
older people, the more elderly people, so the grandmas. So and it's the actually not for them; it's for who yes, they can transmit who they can to. transmit it to. It's not really for them. They were mm. saying that they wanted to introduce the COVID nineteen vaccine into the routine childhood immunization. It's still something that is in the works. I don't really have any opinion about it, but mm. I'm like, well, I mean, as long as it's not going to harm them, me, I'm okay. And 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 vaccine is actually safe. But um, again, is it really necessary to put it into the routine vaccination? I don't know. It's still a debate that is going on. Yeah. But yeah, it's not really for the children's protection. It's really more for the people that they will come in contact with. Yeah, because Surely generally, if you, look at, if you actually read about the data and look at how many kids the virus has killed, mm. is way... Yes, it's fortunately. Yeah, I mean, it's throughout the we've world, been, I don't We've think been very lucky. I was praying when the thing came actually that, God, please, this must not affect children. Because imagine if the children were getting it the way the adults were getting it's it. Nice, yeah. Because children's immune system are not so good and they transmit viruses really easily if they were falling sick and needing icu admission and ventilation the way the adults were yeah. how would we have coped i personally would have ch- turned into a bricklayer so so it's, i'm really grateful that you know it wasn't it wasn't that bad come i've gone technical let's discuss mommy jiwa <laughs> we are enter messy let's discuss david <laughs> Oh dear. Honestly. The health sector mm. in this country, you as a young doctor, mm. and I'm sure you have all these dons in the medical world that you look up to mm. as a, mm. what's the communication like? Because you were saying mm. something about if b- before you they can give you a proper health plan mm. right there has to be data that you guys can work yes, with i can work with you know okay mm. this is this is how much you're losing by losing this kind of people mm. right but i don't even think that conversation is on the table mm. any mm. reason you mm. as a young doctor and mm. i'm sure you have a whole lot of vision ahead mm. that is promising mm. How do you think we're going to achieve that in the next couple of years? Okay. So, data collection is very essential. And the truth of the matter is that donor agencies in the West realize this. So, if you actually go around and find out if there's anybody collecting data, I, I mean, I've, I've got to, you know, commend Lagos State because Lagos State government in terms of healthcare is actually trying to do a lot in terms of data collection. But again, data collection can be very cumbersome and then sometimes they give you forms and the forms are very la- long. Hey, mm. jam form, no do pass like that. Mm. So really, really huge forms. And sometimes the healthcare workers can get a bit tired between, you know, sourcing out actual patients and filling in the paperwork can be really challenging, yeah. you know. So, and even though they, you know, they do set people to check on these things, so that, ah, are the forms being filled correctly or properly or regularly? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like, mm, let's just fill something and shall give it to them. So yeah. sometimes even when data is collected, it's incomplete. Mm. So I do believe that sometimes you need to give data collection agents or agencies and individuals some kind of incentive some kind of incentive to do so which is what the donor agencies in the west do so the the usa the who's you know those people Mm -hmm. so there's some kind of incentive that they offer to people who collect data Data for them them. so that these are data collection officer so every month we offer you a certain amount you know some Mm -hmm. certain remuneration Mm -hmm. even if it's recharge card whatever it is you know some kind of incentive to make sure that i'm not just adding work Unnecessary, you know, not unnecessary, necessary work, yeah. but nonetheless unpleasant work to yeah. my work, and I'm not getting anything out of it. And so mm. that conversation needs to happen. Um, the data collection is happening, but is it so? Like, for instance, you know, I mean, I didn't, the Nigerian Bureau of Statistics has really done a great job, you know, in collecting data on a lot of things. Now, is it happening in healthcare? Not to the extent that 
will be valuable mm. yes to actually produce data that will help us to plan we're not good in planning quite frankly we're good in planning one bell but when it comes to <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to planning looking 20 years ahead to see mm. what will the health needs of the society be in 20 years time and are we planning towards that what are we putting in place who are we training to make sure that by the time those diseases emerge mm. we have the specialists available on ground to make mm. sure that those things are sorted out we're not doing that very much when you talk about my generation and your generation i've got to give a shout out to my dad hi daddy my father is a pediatrician is a professor of pediatrics you know mm-hmm. professor james renner he's the quiet niger pediatrician and wow. he, yes he taught me in undergraduates you know and postgraduate so it's one of wow. the proudest things in my life you know wow. actually so i've been taught by my father he's the gentlest and most generous person i know but he really is um he really is probably you know one of the exceptions you know in the profession i think there really is a huge gap between us and that okay. and, and that generation, generation yeah. you know unfortunately we are really influenced by what we see around and we are mi- millennials and what mm-hmm. we are saying is that augustine i know that he was an honorable dignified profession but in fair we are range rover so you know so we are looking at look aside and i would like to you the i enjoy what i do i create value yeah i know what happens at work every day when i get there and i and because of my presence at work mm-hmm. a child will live to see his fifth birthday because mm. i say that you know what this is diagnosis change this antibiotics to this and the child goes home mm. somebody that would have died you know and because i went to work the younger doctors you know who are specialists i taught them and said that look this is how you recognize this condition this is how you recognize that condition, condition. So and i know that the impact alone yeah. he's not going to treat that just that one child he's going to treat 100 other children and if you recognize that condition they hopefully will survive right. provided they can buy the drugs that they have which is not that but which is not a discussion altogether yeah you know and so we are creating a huge amount of value. It, mm. It's just that sometimes when you now get debit alert, like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> another debit alert. <laughs> no, <laughs> mm. you know. So, so, and again, I don't want us. I don't want to, you know, make it look as though oh, because despite the fact that you know we feel like we are not paid commensurately with what with the work mm. or the value that we bring, mm. it's across board in Nigeria, mm. um, where people do this amount of work and they earn that amount of money it's and good, every yeah. day i mean inflation you know food prices if, if nothing else you know price the price of accommodation and living it has just skyrocketed and so it's, what was is insane what was a certain amount of money before right now is practically nothing dr Rena is insane mm-hmm. the the level at which all these houses are just going crazy ah. just be like it's not worth it like hmm. it's not it's just over overvalued overpriced it's, it's, it's crazy and i don't know how a common man and let survive. me ah, let me call out surulere surulere houses like this agents in surulere they'll just take you to one kiosk like this and say mm-hmm. <laughs> five million naira pay two years you know shelly that's in all this is maybe insane. not maybe not five maybe million. not maybe not five million but we but know how it's expensive how, how, how crazy those really numbers are there are still five million houses that are still going. <laughs> 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 that is really ridiculous. It says, I really central. I don't take you to mm-hmm. one dump like this. I want to collect your whole savings in your yeah. life. No. So, but accommodation is really expensive. You know, that's, that's just it, especially mm-hmm. in Lagos. Mm-hmm. So, you be a pediatrician, like uh, one of the leading ones we have in this country. If mm-hmm. you want to give mothers mm-hmm. 
couple of tips mm. you know what are the things you line up for them hey so mm, mothers are in categories so there's the jjc that they don't know anything fresh ones <laughs> fresh <laughs> fresh <laughs> <and> jam bites <laughs> the jam bites <laughs> jam <laughs> so those ones those ones ah the advice is too much for this podcast. So, <laughs> but what but what I'd say is that really uh, um d- discuss with um a healthcare professional. And I know that I give grandmas wahala a lot, but please, grandmas, <laughs> I love you. But um and discuss with the older women in in, in the um what's it called in your family as well because they have a lot of experience. They know how babies act, they know how babies behave. And so discuss with them. Don't go it alone. You know, discuss with your pediatrician. Discuss with the older women in the family that have raised children. And they'll give you valuable insights. But if there's anything that they are doing, you know, that you're uncomfortable with, mm-hmm. please discuss with the pediatrician before you let them go ahead. I know that the dynamics of interaction with one's mother-in-law can be difficult. Such that uh, a lot of mothers, they'll come and meet me and say, ah, Dr. Rena, when the mother's grandma is outside, Dr. Rena, help me to tell that my mother-in-law that this thing that she's doing, that is not good. Because when I tell her, she doesn't answer me. So, and then the grandma comes inside. And then, ah, grandma, please, and there's something to talk to you about. So, pressing mentholatum on baby's body is not good, though. Hmm. So please, eh, please don't be doing it again. Eh. About more information, walking. So, so that unfortunate. So that is a practice that is really common, but it is potentially harmful. Oh yeah. Because it can cause a level of jaundice. You know, and jaundice is when the eyes turn yellow. That can actually damage the brain of the baby, such that for the rest of the baby's life, they might not hear properly. They mm. might not move properly. And it happens particularly in babies that have a condition that we call G6PD deficiency. It's a condition whereby the red blood cells break down very easily and it can lead to high levels of jaundice. Mm. So when that happens, we really don't want um, the, the, the mothers to rub mentholatum on themselves on the baby because it can actually cause significant levels of jaundice. So the massage can be done if you must do it with baby oil. Baby oil is fine. Mentholatum, I know it has a sensation of heat, but it genuinely does not keep you warm. warm. Mm. It does not keep you warm. It just gives you the sensation. It's the same way if you um, were to... Um, what analogy can I use now? Is if you were to see eh, that mentholatum, mm. it's just a sensation on the skin mm. that feels like, like heat. heat. Yeah. It does not keep you warm. Stop using a baby. If you even rub your hands together, it generates more heat and actually rubbing mentholatum on your mm-hmm. skin. So at the end of the day, if you want to keep the baby warm, covering the baby is better than rubbing is better than rubbing mentholatum. So so that's the idea. Uh, so all those uh, massage, that massage that is, uh, stretch baby's arm to the back, throw baby. Mm up those ones about force feeding you know force feeding is the worst thing that a parents or a grandma can and that do. thing is so common and it kills today. and it kills till today people still do it you see them hang the baby and put the neck on their so, leg so and exactly so what happens is that babies generally they cannot breathe through their mouth so they must breathe through their noses and so um what what they do is that they block the they nose, block the nose, so and that then when yeah. the baby now tries to take in air through yeah. the mouth, that's the only way. The then they now force it in, and you see, as the baby is taking in the air, because you have blocked the nose, they're taking the air very forcefully, like, <gasps> and so the pap goes straight into the lungs, and the lungs doesn't, the lungs don't tolerate uh, water very well or pap or so talk less of you know something that has milk or sugar mm. in it it's just a, a, a recipe for disaster you know for the older mothers you know mothers to teenagers 
um mothers to toddlers tea and mothers to teenagers i'm praying for you i have you in my prayers only god can deliver <laughs> you <laughs> from that faith <laughs> because toddlers toddlers they don't hear what that one is no destruction violence yeah. and then teenagers are in a place where they are trying to find themselves and so mm. you know there'll be a lot of defiance there'll be a lot of you know um you know you know clashes but yeah. i mean these things can be navigated quite easily i mean parenting mm-hmm. parenting is so much wider than the health only the health of the of the child of the baby yeah. parenting is about programming the mind of the child psychologically making sure that they are well adjusted and the pediatrician can only do so much the rest of that really belongs to you and probably the child psychologists and people who can mm. you know discuss with you as to your child but generally health tips i would say lots of fruits and vegetables sleep exercise reduce self-medication reduce self what medication mm. <laughs> make sure that you See. are going to the hospital um, early mm. uh, see self-medication mm. we can discuss it a whole day, <laughs> a whole day. it is insane it is. and it's not like it just started though many of us grew up on self-medication <laughs> like mo- a potential nigerian mom yes is a potential pharmacist pharmacist no no <laughs> Yeah, they, I mean, she's, she's a hospital. They will just put it together and say, Oh, yeah, Lou, wow, wow, okay. Then they are potentially a full hospital. How, so. how much time can we use to, can we, how much time do we need to sensitize people's minds to make them understand that it is wrong? Be, Baba, until I started traveling out of the country, that mm. is when I actually realized that there are some level of drugs that you cannot buy over you, the counter. You, you cannot. You cannot, you cannot, unless you want to commit a federal, <laughs> a federal offense. They will come with the FBI in front of your house. So you, the truth of the matter is that um, we transition from a place where uh, essentially what what we're using was agbo, and you don't need prescription for agbo. Yeah. See, just go and buy it. It works for this one. Keep it in your house when you need it. You use it. Mm-hmm. Then Western medicine came, and. It's just that the Agbo has been rolled into a tablet. So we just continued mm. in that line of, okay, let's just go and pick up what I need for the condition I think I have. Wow. So one of, first, a lot of us don't know what our diagnosis is. For a lot of us that think <laughs> we have malaria, it's not malaria, it's Omicron. <laughs> it's Omicron. <laughs> it's Omarion variant that is worrying <laughs> But you will still go to the pharmacy and you go and pick up anti-malaria. Yeah, yeah. And after three days, you start to feel better because maybe you had a mild disease. A lot of these things that go around Romy, it's probably just a viral infection that would have run its course. WHO recommends mm. right now that you should actually test for malaria before you treat. If not, we're going to be dealing with resistance such that the drugs that are working from malaria now will not work in three years time ten years time because we have abused it so much to mm. treat malaria that wasn't even there in the first place mm. some people treat malaria monthly 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 malaria treatment not necessarily because they are sick but just because let it not be like i did not treat malaria this month so that's to prevent it yeah from happening I, when i was growing up every sunday there's <laughs> one tablet they call sunday sunday tablet last sunday sunday tablet i know <laughs> yeah we must take it there's no boy you <laughs> sunday sunday tablet right she'll call us in the living room Violin. yeah take your own she Sunday Sunday tablets if she had one or two then put um blood tonic oh all, all, all unnecessary I mean bro you can't get antibiotics off the counter you have to have been prescribed antibiotics by a physician before they give you and the physician would have actually made the diagnosis mm. before they give you so a lot of us don't even do the diagnosis and then we now go to the pharmacy and of course regulation too is a problem because there are a lot of pharmacies no let me not call it chemists chemists yeah chemists that they're happier for 
What is it? I came to say they sell egg roll. <laughs> and they tell you, you know, so that they are happy to sell you medications that mm-hmm. should only be given on prescription simply mm-hmm. because they just give me drug for typhoid and malaria, but did yeah, they pay me? Yeah, and yeah. they are happy to just give you ciprofloxacin. But, and, you but know. to control that, how do they have access to those drugs in the first place? And, you know, and well, okay, very great question. Yeah, because it's supposed to be regulated from the top. Yeah, great, great question. So I imagine that they have licenses to actually procure these, um, you know. The, you yeah. think those chemists have licenses? Ah, well, <laughs> they, no. should, okay, they should have like. Let me <laughs> let me rephrase. They should have licenses to sell medication. I think so. That let me state, state it like that. So, mm. do all of them have the required licenses? I doubt it. I mean, that if it's uh-huh. Nigeria that we're dealing with, they I don't. Yeah. They don't. So. The regular. Um, a maker <laughs> that has chemists all over the street of Lagos. So, they don't so, have the license, mm, so, so, so so they can just sell anything to you with no prescription, so, nothing. So, so so that's so that's a huge problem, you know. Being having access to, to yes, those having things, having access to those things, and being able to sell them without any kind of prescription. So the two the two things. So I mean, so I imagine the, the regulator, of course, I think is um, the Pharmaceutical Society of Nigeria slash NAFTA. Mm-hmm. You know, so they have their work cut out for them in terms of making sure that you know drugs that should only be dispensed on prescription should actually be given. And I imagine I don't know. I mean, the pharmacists out there should correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that for you to be able to dispense medication, you know, um, f- from prescriptions from a doctor, you should either be a pharmacist or you should be a pharmacy technologist that has at least gone through some kind of training, training. because you can't have pharmacists even in the um, primary healthcare centers. In the hinterland, so we're talking about Magmoshegu village mm. in Ekpe. Yeah, if there's a pharmacy there in the primary healthcare center, you don't expect the pharmacist to go and stay there. Yeah. So, you do need somebody who has some kind of knowledge and training to be able mm. to dispense drugs that should be given even on prescription. But I don't think that's the same thing that's happening in Lagos. <sighs> not those pharmacies, not the same thing. Ah, it's not the same thing, Nigerian mm. problem. Eh. And, 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 and top boils down to bar paper, you mm. know. I'll, as so far as say, yeah. the 10 packet cartons of ciprofloxacin that I bought mm-hmm. moves and I sell it, you know, mm-hmm. what's my business with whether you think whether yeah. your diagnosis is right or yeah. not. Well, as long as you have license or not. As long as you appear at the pharmacy and you ask for ciprofloxacin and I can sell it to you and make a profit. What's my mm-hmm. business with what it does to you in terms of side effects? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody checks all those things. Mm-hmm. Right? Again, doesn't it boil down to whether we respect and, you know, value life? Value life. Yeah, I, because mm. this sounds like it's an entire healthcare system problem. Mm. Mm. It's not just about okay, the country is bad. Oh, you can get mm. it's it's a, and it's an entire system that is not working. Mm. And there are people there that are supposed to take care of those things. And man, where well, in those ones too, I, I I kind of feel sorry for them, but they should do the work. Where do they? Where would they start That's from? Where would they start from? I think this is where we are going to start from, Doctor Rena. Mm. Having conversations like this. Mm. Okay, so. Right, that, because that. if their generations, their generation are not there to fix it, mm. right? We have a new set of people mm. like you mm. leading the, leading this now, mm, you know, right? So the you, more we open the conversation, the more the more people get mm. um, the awareness that okay, maybe this is wrong, right? Mm. But because one one they, once they don't know, you cannot blame them for what they don't for, know. They don't. They don't know. A whole lot of people don't even know that it is wrong. Mm. To go and get over the counter antibiotics. Antibiotics, yeah. They don't know. They, they just don't feel know. like they're they don't know. As in, and you know, I mean, it's, it's one thing for antibiotics. Another thing, and you know, you know, some people are going to get, you know, um, opioid pain medication, pain relief medications that really should be really controlled. You know, drugs that are potentially addictive, and people yeah. are just selling and selling it to them. You know, just bring your money, and I'll give you the medication. Doctor, let me give you a shock. Hmm? This one go choco. Hmm. Do you know that chemist, right? Performs abortion to people in this Lagos. Chemist. 
will do surgery. <laughs> that's at, at the chemists. Yes. That's crazy. We've seen cases where patients dies. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I've, I mean, I've, I've heard accounts. So I'm sure you must have heard. It's like, still, like, it's still, it's still mind-boggling each time yeah, I hear, I like hear it. Chemist will do abortion for a normal street girl, and a whole lot of life just lost like that. Mm. So, they, they, so, so it's an entire system that needs to be, you know. I, I, I wish we can have more people Overhold. to talk about it, mm. you know, to, Overhold. you know, like a very a, 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 a sound pharmacist mm. will give us. A, a, I'm sure there are, there are more insights. There, mm. are, there are ways you could go about it. Even getting your drugs from General Hospital and all mm. that, they, they mm. still give you prescription. So it's not like they don't know. They give you. They know. The only thing is the normal guy that sells in the chemist does not get so does not go through the normal mm. training and licenses mm. he just goes to where somebody ship it from another country buy in bulk buy take, in it bulk, to take it to shop, shop and, and, sell. and sell and sell yes really really that's it again you now have to ask yourself what is our own health seeking behavior as nigerians we don't like hospital for a lot of reasons. Maybe we don't want injection. We don't like the smell of Isal in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> or, is is or, that really the reason? Or no, well, maybe it's too expensive. Is it, so it's money. Whole, whole so, it's, so, a, so a lot of them is actually financial. financial so they cannot, they cannot pay cannot for consultation. Yeah. Yes, they cannot pay. You know, sometimes they can because you find out that this same person will go and you know spend five k, ten k on beer. On Friday, yeah, but to actually now go and see a doctor and give the doctor 8k for consultation, it becomes a problem because mm. somehow he feels like the ah, beer is a priority to me. But this illness, she be have had it before, it didn't kill me. <laughs> I beg, mm. let me go to pharmacist, mm. I will not pay a consultation. All oh. I will do is that I will just give them the money, tell them, sit now, what they do me be this? I'm gonna tie for now, I'm gonna tie for the malaria. So they will give you the drugs that they think will work for you, paracetamol, mm. and then just throw a few things in mm-hmm. that maybe you might not necessarily need, need. but at least it look like as if ah ah eh rogu tofu me you will give you so many drugs mm. and, ah, we'll do it. and 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 you know of course he's making his profit on the thing mm. you haven't gone to the doctor you have gotten the drugs that you need for the illness that you think you have mm. and you still have 8k to go and spend <laughs> so, it's, it's a win-win for the patient but for the doctor and the healthcare system it really isn't and sometimes you know when those drugs don't work you eventually end up back in the hospital on admission now don't go through that process you, that you spend longer yeah and go through the process that you're trying to avoid in the first place, you probably, know. probably there should be a system where people can have access to affordable health service. See, Jabless, the Nigeria healthcare insurance. The idea with healthcare insurance is that most human beings will be healthy. So, if all of us, ten of us in this room, contribute hundred hundred naira, I'm going to sit in, sit in. Okay, I don't want to lose you. Okay, sorry. If hundred of us, you know, mm-hmm. contribute um hundred hundred naira, you know, sorry, my math is bad. Let's let's make it five of us contribute hundred hundred naira. That's five hundred naira. That's five hundred naira, and throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And, and that's our contribution for the year mm-hmm. throughout the year fortunately none of us fall ill but it just so happens that towards the end of the year i went to go and do dirty december i didn't look where i was driving and then i went to go and have a small accident had a fracture we have 500 naira in the post all of you are fine and then the cost of the fracture is actually maybe like um 200 naira cost to repair the fracture is 200 naira but all i have in my accounts is maybe 10 naira so because we have all contributed 
the 200 i have the 200 naira available to me to do the, the surgery, surgery to have the surgery done you know and so think about it in terms of 200 million people that contribution for a population that will mostly be healthy hopefully uh-huh. you cannot have everybody falling sick at the same time with the of same course. degree of illness will everybody have accident at the same time god forbid will everybody mm. uh-huh. so that pool of money will help to serve the healthcare needs. There is nothing, mm, God bless, as difficult as having to spend money that you don't have on a healthcare need that you did not plan. When mm. emergencies come, mm. you know, go forbid kidney issues, accidents, mm. you know, I've seen people go bankrupt mm, because mm. they had a condition sure, or a yeah. disease because yeah. they did not have healthcare insurance. Mm. Three weeks in the hospital, depending on where you are, can be as high as 1.5 million naira, depending on the drug that you are giving you. And how many of us actually have 1.5 million naira stashed away anywhere? Mm. You know, anywhere. Even if it's in cooperative, you can't get a cooperative money mm. just like just that. Like you that. have to have, you know, waited mm. for some time, you know, mm-hmm. before they actually give you the money. Yeah. So, you either borrow or you have insurance you know so so the idea the idea is that if you have insurance then you have a lot of money and then they can give you you know the funds that you have kept away so and the truth of, and the good thing about insurance is that even if you have saved ten thousand naira with the insurance company the value of the treatments that you have access to is usually much larger than mm. the amounts that you have contributed to the health insurance scheme such that you know you can have surgeries to the tune of millions of naira that's why the fact that you've contributed significantly less so that, that really is the advantage but are people on the road and at the end of the day you know the healthcare in the formal sector you know people that are in banks people that are in paid employment mm-hmm. yes they contribute every month Most to a healthcare scheme or hm or whatever yeah. but so what about, about the market woman exactly what about the bricklayer yeah. yeah. yes what about the, the fisherman yeah. you know what about the person who is even unemployed you know the so what they're all nigerians as well so what's happening with them and so we need to get healthcare insurance into the informal sector as well again into the informal sector yes into okay. the informal sector to yeah. tell them that look i know it might seem crazy to you you know that's how much am i really earning from selling this my fish hmm. that i'll now be contributing money, money to healthcare insurance i know they're sick now but you tell them that now so mama baby talks say she's she not a sick oh. and so she go die you mm. later from kidney problems mm. say, oh, no be kidney problem no i want you new i want mm. village people that's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next thing <laughs> now nah, the village people kill her our bodies well notice their bodies well now waiting they go talk and you that's know, a thing that's man. a thing you know but, but you really do need to narrate stories to them and tell them that this is why you should have this such that if your child falls sick even if you don't get money for pocket that day you will still go hospital and then go treat your peking give her free treatment free admission do we have do we have bodies or maybe private companies that serve that informal um class now mm. um so they will be eh? they, they, they will exist but unfortunately i don't know any of the top of my head they will exist they will exist but they're not as visible as the ones that are serving the, the, the formal sector formal you know sector, so the yeah. bankers and the whatnot so they're not as visible or as audible as those ones mm. and yes they, they do exist you know but they they're they not so visible you know mm. that's it and at the end of the day you know they do need to go to the grassroots so maybe they're not visible to me because really i'm not in the trenches i'm not in the grassroots you know and the grassroots people are not on instagram they're Mm. not on snapchat they're on tiktok 
you know so there should be a way to communicate with those class with those with, with that class and make them understand the importance mm -hmm. and so it cannot happen on social media this is where it has to happen which is where i think i think my transition needs to happen such that when i don't balance and i don't bamba mm -hmm. <laughs> for you know the social media thing then i can now transit into you know really meeting them at the grassroots because that's where the greatest need is actually not really for the middle class even though there are some middle class people not eat that will not go and get any insurance <laughs> but really the, the grassroots the, needs. even most of the public downfall buses and mm. all these buses that pick people from one spot to another mm. right they have no freaking insurance they just mm, give they, them they a, a sheet of paper i i did renewal from one of my car a couple of days ago mm, mm. and automatically the renewal came with came an insurance with, yes, an insurance yes meanwhile i have another company yes. um as a master um what's their yes. name shout out to them fantastic insurance company that mm. i use so i was like ah am i having two insurance yeah. policy on one car now on what's, one car. What, what's, what's, yes, going, yes. what's going on that and automatic it, renewal came yeah, with an and they be like, uh, and they be like ah, this one comes with insurance i'm like which insurance is that? Which insurance is that? Not to talk of health. Health, not to talk of health. Uh, again, you know, we just leave quite a lot to chance, and we imagine that I've enjoyed health care. I've enjoyed good health all my life. Mm. You know, so you might not come down with you know a, a life-threatening infection, mm. or you might not have hypertension. But when you think about you know the safety mm. of our roads, accident, of our roads, yeah. accident, you know, uh, you know, or cadavers that are not looking or that yeah. are, you know, yeah. I mean, there was once I wanted to cross the road, and you know the way you are looking on the side where the traffic is coming mm -hmm. from, and you have assumed that, and it came from the other end. It came from the other That's end. That's exactly what killed Daria Talade's brother-in-law. Serious. In, on the island here lord jesus i wanted to cross on yeah it, it already looked at his normal traffic direction are you serious and a bike came from the other end wow and it was actually a military person on the bike wow that's crazy and they killed the guy that's crazy yeah it's, it's, i mean it's, it's tragic crazy. you know such such a loss such a tragic loss yeah. you know i mean just king was wow I felt my I saw my life flash before my eyes mm. Mm. from the other direction from the other direction you know I saw I saw when I was a baby I was in pampas and ah yeah. hey, the end has come just yeah, mm. you know so 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 I mean that's tragic you know to say the least did you break bones no 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 it didn't hit me funny no me oh, just it was yes just, it didn't oh. hit me and no just just brushed I mean just I felt the breeze you know so wow I mean cra crazy stuff let me take one for the Gen Z yeah please take <laughs> <laughs> what's your take on weed on weed hmm. mm -hmm. <laughs> Because I'm a Gen Z logami when it comes to that level. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> hmm, this is where we're going to be censored. <laughs> NDLE just entered the chat. <laughs> entered the chat. <laughs> See how they went to go and carry uh, carry the, the what's his name? The general. <laughs> you know, that comedian. The comedian, right? The comedian. He, he, <laughs> he choke. He, but uh, for some reason, I I don't think he was able to get out of that. No, he's out. I, that, he's, he's, yeah, he they got out of him. Yes, they, yeah, but uh, he took him days. But I think they had strong um, case against evidence. Him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you know, I mean, for all intents and purposes. So here's what it is now. Let me give you the medical um, perspective on marijuana. Now, um, marijuana is, um, of course, you know, a plant, the extract of, of which is a tetrahydrocannabinol. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Something, mm. something. Yes, but that, that's the active ingredient. CBD. Yes, CBD. So, so um, once, and, and it has a lot of effects, you know, on the central nervous system. Now, 
patients on cancer chemotherapy have been given cannabis, you know, and I don't know what form in which it has been administered to them, whether it is a pill, yeah. whether they chew it, whether they use it to make a furry roll. Or I'm not really sure. Or is it strictly on CBD or THC too? And so, so this is where this is where you probably have more information than I do. I'm really not sure of which preparation it is, but cannabis Maybe extract. I'm <laughs> <laughs> interested in the subject. <laughs> yeah, because interested I'm more interested in the subject. In the subject. So, mm. so, so, so here's what it is. So they give it to them to prevent nausea and vomiting. It helps with pain relief, and it actually has you know those benefits you know. And in some countries, you know, I mean, cannabis has been legalized. Now, the problem that comes is where the question arises of cannabis being recreational: is it allowed or is it ethical? Can can should cannabis be allowed to be recreational? Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of the adverse effects, you know, of cannabis, so you need to see, you know, so so the advantages for med- medical wise, mm-hmm. those are the things that it does. Yeah. Now, in terms of the adverse effects, it reduces concentration. It does have the ability to impair, um, you know, mentation, Mem- yeah. thinking, memory loss, memory loss, yeah. you know, and then you know, it, it does have the uh, even though I did I do need to find the reference for the memory loss. I'm not sure if that is you know 100 accurate. Oh, yeah, mm, yeah, you know, I think it's just people just talking. You know, wow. um, you also do need to consider the fact that um, even though marijuana is not as addictive as you know things like codeine and things like certain other opioids, mm. there are people who have been known to get addicted to it so that without taking marijuana, they won't um, function properly. Well, and yeah. you really don't want to have to be dependent on anything, hmm. you know, to function. That in yeah. itself, regardless of what it is, is an addiction. So, when it comes to the use of marijuana hmm, for recreation, how is it different from alcohol? If you think about it, because mm. people abuse alcohol, yes. people get addicted to alcohol, they lose their memory. Uh, sorry, yes. they lose their thinking faculties. Yeah. You know, on top of alcohol. So, uh, and I actually think it's actually more dangerous if, as alcohol, right? Yes. Hey, interesting. Why? 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 Yeah, because. Um, there's a whole lot of poison in it. Hmm. So uh, alcohol can can be yeah, that liver damage, liver damage, kidney gone, kidney gone. Your brain cells your actually testicles. don't do well. <laughs> <laughs> your brain cells don't do well with alcohol. Yeah. You know. So how really is cannabis different from alcohol? I think somehow cannabis has really just been stigmatized. You know, because of the class of people that, that takes take it. it. People in the trenches, people in the streets. And people, it's a lie. Uh, is it, and which is not true. Which is not true. It's not true. We know. People <laughs> in banana. <laughs> people in the banana. People they are the, the real dealers. <laughs> people in the banana island. Oh, they are the one, it's just that, you know, the, you, I mean, the, because, but, but you go, they, you go they, look for his boy, go meet and say, ah, oh, gosh, yeah, they, then again, when they are taking it, right, hmm. there is a certain environment. There's certain environment. Yeah, themselves, yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, some yeah, things on the table that you feel like, mm. okay, what the, what the mm. fuck is going on there? Exactly. But people in the trenches, they feel not chop from morning. From morning. But they smoke this thing up and Exactly, because it's available, it's cheap, and it will take your mind off the hunger, of the suffering. So in from from the medical aspect of things, quite frankly, in terms of recreation, cannabis is not different from alcohol by mm. way of adverse effects and outcomes. So you now ask yourself the question as to so why should this or why can it not be legalized, you know, here in Nigeria? Yeah. I, I I think um because uh there is a thriving black market trade. Mm. 
you know, for cannabis. Such that uh, the people that are growing cannabis, you know, are doing it clandestinely. They're selling it in the black market. Of course, you know, you now ask yourself, okay, I did not sell in the black market because it has not been legalized. You that legalized, they, I mean, they can mm-hmm. come out, yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, and sell it openly. Mm-hmm. But somehow there is that association, you know, in our psyche mm-hmm. of the association between cannabis use and criminality. They've, mm. they've associated mm. cannabis use with criminality, yeah, yeah. which isn't always necessarily so. But until that mentality changes, Change. it probably will remain a problematic um, issue in our society, and it probably will not be legalized. And, mm. and as you've said, it doesn't matter. Is that quite frankly, I don't know anybody that does so, but mm. there are a lot of res- I've heard mm. that there are a lot of responsible people, people that mm. are the top echelons of society. That are high flyers in their profession. That and they function are, well they, on this they, things. Are, they are function mm. past me, <laughs> 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 As they, mm. they are too high open down and mm. they are smoking this thing and they are, you know, smashing goals. Mm. And you know, so just ask yourself that really, really, is it really as bad as they say it is? Isn't the problem with this criminality more of the idea of the environment in which these so-called criminals yeah. exist than the cannabis? itself right and sometimes i even ask that are they even open to conversations right i mean these authorities that are in mm. charge of these things because if countries that we look up to we mm. actually follow things they do mm. are now legalizing all these things and mm. making it open right the last time i was in new york you could actually get your weed from a corner mm, from store, a corner store. Mm. You, you, mm. You, you get it so if they are opening it up and we as africans are still doing no no we must no yeah i get so what was what really is that about i did really because there was there was one article i saw one of the i don't know maybe somebody from the house of mm. rep or something i said we would never legalize weed in nigeria mm. and i commented that sir are you open to a debate mm. Because I, I know people that will finish in in in, in ten minutes on, on the subject. On the subject, mm. you, I mean, they they'll break it down for you and make you understand that why are uh, why are these agencies not open to conversations? Mm, to conversations, yeah. yes. And so again, it does come to this idea that you know in Nigeria, authorities should not be questioned, and so the authorities will not even want to hear anybody say anything about. Mm. Who are these? You, 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 you can't question your dad on some you know, on some like, levels. You just not to talk of authority. Don't, not to talk of authority. So so I mean the ah. idea, idea that um and here's what happens, you know. I know people will say that uh, so if we legalize uh, weed then we, should, then we might as well just legalize cocaine or legalize heroin yep. and again you do realize that um these drugs these drugs are have significant addictive potential and so legalizing those ones is very different from legalizing uh, marijuana because marijuana actually doesn't have that yeah, much uh, of that they, they, then again, there, are, there are even researches now uh, mm. that shows that some of those class one Mm. category of drugs mm. are actually useful medically too mm. yeah i mean the, yeah. The, the, yes as a matter of fact yes they, i mean they do i mean because things like cocaine and heroin i mm. mean they were used for t- end of life care for people who are going to die to of die cancer. yeah yeah they use it to yeah, treat they them yeah they administer it to them, them. you yeah. know exactly so medically i mean those things are definitely you know useful mm. so when it comes to the question of weed by the time if you legal if you legalize weed you know it would actually reduce sorry that way we just make me sound like an area boy <laughs> If you was legalized marijuana, <laughs> if you legalized marijuana, um, the black market trade will significantly 
disappear. Yes. You know, yes. why the black market trade is thriving now is because there's a lack of access. access yes. And once there's a lack of access, there is the availability of the opportunity to sell, yeah, you know, then, in, in then the black I, market. Yeah. Then another angle I actually look at it from is if it is legalized, it will be regulated. Mm. There's yeah, so yeah, many precisely. people that smokes. Mm. Precisely. Trash. Mm, precisely. Because yes. it was it's not regulated. Mm. Nobody knows where they're getting that those shit for. They mix shit with all sorts people, of things. All sort of I don't know if you've heard about you know how people open, you know, so they go to septic tank, open the sock away, and then they'll start sniffing. Yeah. Mm. And then yeah, they now get glue, you know, fuel, they'll inhale fuel just to get a high, you know, just to get a high. And you know, so you know, ask yourself that really as in I, I think every human being just every human being just needs that point in time when they can disappear from reality mm. you know, for that brief moment. Whether it's a Netflix movie, mm. whether it is alcohol, mm-hmm. whether it is midweek fellowship, yeah. whether it is you know porn, sleep, whatever it is, just need that brief moment yeah. where you can do, escape. Do, do, do you have experience with psychedelic drugs? No, so okay. not personally. Not personal experience. No, no not you, personally. You, yes, but do you know I mean, about it? Yes, I've, I mean, I've, I've heard you know people tell all sorts of stories. You mm-hmm. know about how they, when you when they used LSD, you know they could yeah. smell colors, they could yeah. hear, they could hear <laughs> sound. No, they could not hear sound. They could hear, <laughs> they could hear pictures. <laughs> they were hearing, they could hear the smell of. <laughs> so, you know how you were saying, boom. Now they're really boom. <laughs> they were really hearing mm. the smell of things. Mm. You know so. For that brief moment, you know, it, it gives them a certain degree of happiness. But it now begs the question that if as a human being, you know, you kind of need, you know, aid to be happy, you know, then you, then you... Yes, even though as a human being, they, see, right at the end of the day, dependent on the environment where you are living. Hmm. <laughs> they, yeah, they, eh, yeah. Which right is that one? So... If you and I'm being, uh, you know, very technical. Yeah. If your jurisdiction being says in that, yes. If if your yeah. jurisdiction technical is people, yes. yes. If if your jurisdiction says that you are free to use LSD, then it is your right. If your jurisdiction does not say that you are free to use LSD, then it's not your right. It mm. is a criminal offense. Yeah. You know. But yes, people do have you know fun having these things. But yeah. I guess parties are uh, more exciting. MDMAs, you know, with these things. LSDs. Those things, but I heard that right now there is, a, there is a problem with crystal meth in Nigeria, and I didn't realize that there was. But yes, there's a huge crystal meth problem. So wow, and um, so that's meth, methamphetamine. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It alters your sensation, yeah. alters your mind, and people are going crazy. You know, it's in the east, it's, it's everywhere. Hmm. And I heard that you know it's a real problem right now. But because if you are going to use a drug and it's going to alter you to the extent, and you know not. In the minutest quantities, that's mm. going to alter you to the extent that you know you are either violent or you know you lose control of your senses, especially violence. You know, mm. you lose control of your senses. Then is that what really you should be taking? Taken, yeah. But again, so it means that the authorities really do need to have a conversation with experts, addict experts, medical experts, to say that look, what are the addictive potentials of some of these drugs, and which ones should we completely scrap? And which one should we deal with? Because at the end of the day, yes, they are regulating mm-hmm. and they are trying to fish out the criminal elements. But mm-hmm. are, is it working? And is it working for all drugs? You know, because if, even as much as with their strict regulations and everything, all these kids still have mm-hmm. access to mm-hmm. all the things. They get it. Mm. They get it like their fingertips. So what, what exactly are you mm-hmm. doing? Mm-hmm. It's more or less like you ain't doing nothing yes, because. Yes, and I think it. the reason why many of them actually go out for all those things mm. is because 
they know you cannot easily get it get it i mean i mean it's, it's nice when they show us you know things like oh you know we inserted intercepted you know 10 tons of um you know heroin Cannabis. Or, yeah. you know on a container mm-hmm, mm-hmm. coming in from uh, niger republic mm-hmm. you know all those kind it's nice to see but at the end of the day there are still children on the street still using mm-hmm. these using okay. these drugs and and you know so that is the one that really needs to be addressed mm-hmm. we're legalizing it reduce you know the legalizing is of course will make its use more mainstream but people will not hide to do it people will not uh, be the black market trade yeah will be reduced. Will be and unfortunately yeah. the problem with that with black market trade in any kind of sphere it comes with criminality say, yeah. because with black market trade for you to transport your goods from point a to b you probably will hire people that have the potential to carry weapons oh, yeah. you know to just make mm-hmm. sure that your goods are, are secure safe. Yeah. you know when you now get to the selling point you know you probably have to pay some overlords to mm, make sure that yeah, you know yeah. It so it fuels a whole ecosystem mm. of criminals in the underground mm. you know so and and even if you are dealing with the people that are selling the the, the uh, cannabis how are you dealing with the other underlords you know? yes. because yeah. and unfortunately those underlords sometimes they are really powerful politically such that on the one hand you think that you are making effort to get rid of these things but on the other hand they are meeting the legislators and they are giving them you know i mean they are making sure that mm. you know their interests are protected, protected. And as long as they remain powerful as overlords, then you really are not going to be able to do anything about the black market trade. So, you know, that is... I should be writing movie screen. Wow. <laughs> King of game. <laughs> oh, no. There's a whole lot to talk about. But I'm going to keep it. I'm going to stop it here. No. So that we can, have, we can have another session with you yeah, in like another it. one month. I can't, I can't, I can't wait. <laughs> because there are some questions my Gen, my Gen Z people people already told me. Ask him about okay, oh. sexual transmission diseases. So what I, should I, we do? I'll, I'll be happy to answer you know the questions about STDs. You know in yeah. the next uh, in even the next though, session. Yes, in the next session. Even though you know the people that I'm particular, I'm I'm um, in charge of my constituency members. It's not such a huge problem for them except they enter adolescence. Yeah. What I've heard abroad actually is that if a teenager for instance a 13 year old a 14 year old actually wants contraception she doesn't have to seek permission from her parents she can just go into the reproductive clinic and tell them that I would like contraception which one is good for me and they will offer her and she doesn't need to let her parents know matter of fact you know it's like "Mm." I was like <laughs> Dr. Rena, let's give them your social media handle. Orish, 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 So my 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 handle is at the noisy Niger pediatrician. It's a mouthful, but yes. noisy Niger, Niger pediatrician on Instagram. on Instagram and on Twitter. It's at the noisy Niger P one. I'm also active on um, Twitter, but yeah, you know, at the noisy Niger P one. So, but but yeah, you find me on Instagram at the noisy Niger pediatrician, making plenty of noise. Mm, thank you so much. Thank you for coming on. Let's, Let's give them the glasses, glasses for you know. Let's do it. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, thank you so much, Jabless. And, right. and I just, you know, I mean, thank you for everything that you did for the Nigerian music industry, you know, in the in the day. And um, I think this is going to be huge. You know, this yeah. platform is going to be huge. Yeah, the day you, as I said, the day you have with the arm, invite me that day. <laughs> <laughs> invite, invite me. I'm looking forward to it too. <laughs> honestly, honestly. So this is going to be huge and big up, brother. Yeah. Uh, thank you so you. much. Thank, thank you. you for coming. Mm. Thank you, everybody. Love you. See you next time. Oh, oh, my name is Jobless.